0: Hey everyone, Andres Gamboa here, and we are back with another episode of the Ponytails Podcast, counting down to 200. Let's go. I'm so excited. 192 and counting. Welcome to the show. If this is your first one and not your 192nd episode, well, let me tell you a little bit about what we do. We interview people who sold books door to door for 80 hours a week on straight commission with no guarantees or a place to live in a different part of the country for a company called Southwestern Advantage. These kids did just that for their summer internship, earned college credit, got to travel, um, and hopefully pay their way through school. Some had a great time, some not so much, and all of them come on here and tell us about it. Some sold 60 years ago, some sold just this last summer. Either way, we uh, we come together and hear about their experience and have them share what they're up to now and to see how that internship affected their trajectory in their life, whether it's professionally or otherwise. So hope you guys enjoy Normally we get some pretty amazing stories or some pretty fun topics, interesting conversations. Everyone's different. All of them have been a blast. So if this is your first one, hit that subscribe button and go listen to a bunch of other ones. My guest today is Cora Severance. She sold from 2020 to 2022 for three summers, which is awesome. She sold the, during the first year of the pandy Which is great. Um, Found her way. That's so awesome. I'm excited to hear about that. We don't get that many uh, alumni who sold their first summer in that year. So it's kind of exciting. She was part of the force organization, went to the University of Nebraska, but at Kearney, which is not a circus folk, it is a town, believe it or not. And it is an interesting place to be. Originally from the small town of Ord, Nebraska, but the mighty town, of course, of Ord, Nebraska. You can find her on Instagram if you want to get a hold of her after the show at um, the most underscore Akorable, which is a pretty awesome handle. And you can find the link to that also in the description notes below. Her favorite uh scroll is i will laugh at the world which is number seven what a wonderful wonderful squirrel when i come back i'll be on with cora yo yo hey How's
1: it going? pretty good
0: good glad to hear it let me pour some whiskey you got wine right
1: yes i do
0: Awesome, folks listening along. We uh, like to have a drink or two on the show, so makes it makes it more fun for everyone. <laughs> awesome. Hey, thanks for being here. So excited! Yeah, um, thanks for having me. Yeah, I love talking to like more recent book kids about how the how the world has changed. My first summer was ten years ago, like in twenty twelve. Well, hell, almost eleven years now, <laughs> and uh and it's just like amazing how much has already changed because of technology and all that stuff. So excited to have Mm -hmm. you on. Thanks for being here. Oh, I also forgot to mention a couple of things. Uh, you were uh, now a recruiter at, uh, in a corporate company so we'll hear about that in just a second and also if you guys are listening in um and if you'd rather watch we are on youtube but there's if you're not a book person that is listening in there's we might refer to some items or some terminology here and there that you might be like what the heck does that mean odds are it's going to be on the screen so if you want to know the definition of the slang for book people uh that's it's on the screen there too so you can also watch along but um, anyway let's jump in is that cool yeah awesome so Heck, why did you decide now was the last summer? Why did uh, usually we just start right at the end of your career, which is six months ago? Mm -hmm. And how did you decide it was time to jump and move on and do uh, different things?
1: Well, uh, after my second summer, actually, I thought it was going to be my last summer, but I somehow ended up going out for a third one. So uh, I just think I decided that, you know, just with where I wanted to be in the future and kind of just like decided to focus a little bit more on my music and, you know, just kind of oh. trying something different. Um, I loved my time in Southwestern, but I, I wanted to like hop out and see who I was, you know, without it. And so I i am doing that now. And it's, it's been really cool to, you know, have the, the friends still from the program, since I'm so like fresh out of the program, it kind of doesn't really feel like I'm out of Southwestern yet. But yeah, um, you know, I'm, I'm like moving on trying different things. And I think that's Kind of the book hit in me. I just wanted to try something new and see how it worked out. So that's kind of why I decided to to hop out after my third summer and work somewhere else for a little bit and start exploring my passions a little bit more.
0: Yeah, no, that's interesting. And I, I guess we don't. I was going to ask you about this at some point. We don't have to. We can Mm -hmm. wait a little bit. But um, I'm just pointing out that it's the more at least the kids that are coming out of the force organization, maybe the JYD organization. Some of them, some of the organizations. To name just those two for now, but it seems that it's a lot more uh, of a healthy exit than sure. in years past and a, and a few years past. And that's kind of neat that, you know, that's how you felt about it and that you felt comfortable doing that. That's that's rare to hear from some of the uh, previous uh, or more, uh, removed alumni, if you will, we'll just, I want to sure. call them old cause they're not, old. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe we'll get into that and how that transition went for you. Uh, but tell me a little bit about how do you, en- how did you end up at the, at the recruiting position that you're in now? And, and like how, what, tell me about the company and, and what you guys do, what your job looks like.
1: Yeah. So I'm working with a company called Aerotech now. So essentially what I get to do is it's like a hiring agency essentially here in Lincoln, but it's also a nationwide company. So it's all over the US. But um, essentially what I get to do is hire for like manufacturing companies. So basically they hire us to help fill their positions. Um, So that's been kind of a, it's been interesting to learn about manufacturing since I knew absolutely nothing about it really beforehand. But um, it was kind of weird how I got into it. Um, I was actually like heading back from my summer, like literally driving back from Nashville. And one of my best friends from high school, her name's Lily, she like asked me, for my resume and I was like, why? <laughs> she was like, cause cause we have an opening at my job and I just, you know, like with your experience in Southwestern and recruiting, I think, you know it'd be like a really easy transition for you. And I was like, well, I'm like not really, I don't really wanna like jump right into work. Like I wanna kind of relax when I get back and do nothing for like a month or two. But I yeah. gave her my my old resume <laughs> and she gave it to her boss. And about like a week after I got back, Uh, her boss reached out to me and asked to set up a coffee date, a little interview. And I met with her. And um, yeah, we kind of just talked about Southwestern the whole time. And I told her I wasn't like, really looking for work in Nebraska, because my ultimate dream is actually to like, move out of Nebraska and pursue my music career. So I told her, yeah, (laughs) so I told her, I was like, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of looking for work, you know, to save up a little bit. But not really, like I wasn't really looking for a job, but she she told me that she thought I'd be a good fit and interviewed with her and then the director of the company and then they offered me a position and I thought I might as well give it a whirl and relax here in Lincoln for a little bit and learn a, yeah. learn a new skill, so.
0: Honestly, a couple of things on that. One, first of all, the power of the resume that you get from Southwestern is yeah. really <laughs> unmatched and I'm mm. not trying to like, Because people hearing this are like, oh, you're so pro-Southwestern. The podcast isn't pro-against-Southwestern. There is no denying that the Bulletproof resume that you submitted got got you a coffee interview and then that Ascension. Mm -hmm. You've accomplished things that are worthy of you getting offers and that pace and that speed. And now I want to ask you a little bit about that. Second, uh, great idea on staying in Lincoln and saving up some money. I live Mm -hmm. in Portland now. And just we're trying. I'm trying to buy a house. I just put a couple of offers in today, even, and like the expensiveness that it is yeah. to move out of Nebraska. And it literally, <laughs> it's good that you're building uh, some some savings because it's you're gonna need it when you move. It's yeah. crazy, it's crazy. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, I wanted to dig a little bit deeper onto that recruiting process of <laughs> in in that transition. What, how, how was that process for you? I mean, we got the kind of general idea, but what were your feelings going forward? Because it didn't sound like you were planning on moving uh, away from Southwestern. It sounded, that it was kind of maybe the time and you had been thinking about it the time or prior, but mm-hmm. what was ultimately the thing that led you to make that decision of, you know what, this is a good idea. How did you, how did you come to that choice?
1: Well, I think another reason I, I didn't really mention before, but my, I feel like my Southwestern career was a little bit unique just because my, um, after my well, during my first summer, my student leader quit and went home. And then during my second summer, my other student leader ended up leaving the field. So I w- I was like an orphan <laughs> kid. Whoa. I got adopted by your brother, Danny, into his little org. Sounds like your
0: <laughs> grand uncle or something.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I was I was a little orphan that was adopted. And so I think after, yeah, after completing my third summer and I just didn't, I didn't have a lot of ties like in Southwestern anymore. Like my First years hadn't come out for another summer and I, yeah, I kind of just felt like I was kind of being adopted into these other orgs that I just decided, you know, maybe this was a sign from God or whoever it may be to, you know, move on and try something different. So I'm a pretty impulsive person, which is kind of how I got into Southwestern to begin with. You have to be to get recruited.
0: (laughs) That's not not when you go home and ponder (laughs) for four months. No. You're in.
1: Yeah. I, so when my friend Lily reached out to me, like literally on my way home, I was like, well, I probably better hear this out because this is pretty convenient that a, a job's just like dropping into my lap on the way home yeah. from Nashville. So I that's kind of why I decided to interview and get into yeah. it. Yeah. Weird yeah. timing. So and I'm here now. I really like it. It's it's honestly a very similar type style of job as recruiting in southwestern so okay. it's nothing
0: new <laughs> yeah i was yeah. gonna ask you about that because you recruited a team you, you said, did. it sounds like so okay yeah and, and for people who don't know uh in this particular episode and show we don't do research prior because we believe in the <laughs> connection that you build from just natural conversation so sorry if you're like how does he not no, know that's
1: that? okay
0: <laughs> yeah um but my curiosity so mm-hmm. so what are some of the similarities and then I'll ask you about some of the differences, but start with some similarities of like when you, you mentioned it's very similar job. What are like some things that you're like, wow, this is exactly the same.
1: <laughs> yeah. So it's phoning like pretty much all the time. So I, I phone <laughs> every day, Monday through Friday yep. and <laughs> on the weekends if I want Got to. It. But yeah, phoning um, and a lot of cold calls, you know, just like calling random people asking him if they're looking for work (laughs) so it's like the same conversation you're like hey are you looking for something to do this summer it's like (laughs) the same thing
0: yeah um just is the script is the script the same they didn't give us a
1: script really well they kind of did like i mean in the training there was like you know proper ways to like introduce yourself and like leaving voicemails and like stuff like that but i kind of just like created my own script based off of my full timing, like phoning script (laughs) on how I talk to people. So yeah, I don't, there's like not really a script for for this job. It's, it's kind of just like call people and be yourself and yeah, however you want to do it, you can do it.
0: So that was probably one of the differences. Sorry if that was, yeah,
1: no. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Yeah. A lot more like creative freedom and how you want to be successful
0: at your job. <laughs> no, Now, and before we continue with some similarities, do you feel like, I mean, it's very obvious what part of Southwestern training you're using here, right? It's like mm-hmm. the amicability of like being able to get someone who you don't know to yep. get to, sit down for an opportunity for work. That's that's mm-hmm. on its core, what you just mentioned similar. But what else of that experience gave you either confidence or did you feel like was useful from your Southwestern career uh, besides like the, you know, cold call aspect to it
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, for sure. I mean, the cold calling was no big deal to me. And, you know, sitting down with strangers after one phone call was no big deal just because that's, you know, with recruiting, you do that (laughs) all the time, like 30 times a week if you're (laughs) bringing enough kids to notebooks. But it's the same thing, you know, just talking to people, building relationships over the phone with them like enough, you know, that they think you're cool enough to come meet for an interview. Definitely was something that I felt more confident in and, um, gosh, I forgot what else I was going to say. I think that's, that's the main thing other than that. Oh yeah. Talking out of your ass about things you don't know about. So like (laughs) the the learning curve, (laughs) the learning curve from like learning all these (laughs) different manufacturing jobs was so tough for me. Like I took me a long time to like, actually know like all the details about these jobs you know, in southwestern, it's like your first couple of weeks when you're trying to sell the product and you know absolutely nothing about it, oh, and so,
2: that's so
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, and so that's, and that's the thing about southwestern that's so crazy is that you could have the best training. That is probably all, all training does is uh, increase maybe the the probability of you doing well is is a lot up mm-hmm. to you. But yeah. what the training does is it kind of helps you. Um, I don't even know how, much, how to say this, but it helps you in a lot of ways, but there's no way to prep anyone.
1: No, no, for I don't, what I don't you're believe. Like, there's yeah. no way, like training <laughs>
0: helps in some weird way, mm-hmm. but the disadvantage of not having any training is, it, it just helps you in, in the way that not having any of that training is still, it's not indicative that you're gonna do poorly. Like yeah. I didn't have any training and there's a lot of people that didn't and still did well. So that speaks to the fact that even though you could still spend a lot of time training, you're still not ready.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: it's so it's, it's so crazy.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah. So, that so was, you have yeah. to learn to talk to <laughs> your
0: ass. You have mm-hmm. to learn. It's a skill. Okay. Yeah. That is a skill. Yeah. like, oh, yeah. The, and you mm-hmm. kind of feel like, have you seen Anchorman, the movie?
1: Yeah.
0: Yes. <laughs> you ask him, he's like, do you know what diversity is? And he's like, uh, it's an old, old wooden ship that was used in the Civil War era. But it's just yeah. like,
2: Thanks. yeah. <laughs> still
0: talking to them so I, mm-hmm. you feel like that in the summer a little bit the first yeah, week at yeah definitely I mean.
1: mm-hmm. for sure <laughs> so that, That's that was awesome. like the first six weeks of my job but
0: yeah so as far as also then like the schedule and all that stuff i'm guessing those are maybe some of the differences then right too mm-hmm. is like what yeah. maybe we could get we well, you can hop back and forth between similarities and differences but what what have you noticed has been the most different from from your career recruiting for southwestern
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, the 80 hours a week is definitely a grind. And I mean, when you come back and you're working like a normal, well, I don't know, this is my first ever like corporate level job, which is like a big difference for me. I've never like sat in an office all day like working. It's that's just yeah, that was extremely new to me. So it's like a similar grind. It's just a little bit. It's probably more like comparative to the mental side of the grind of Southwestern where you just sit in the office for like 10 hours a day, Monday through Friday, working like 50 hour weeks, sitting on in a chair, calling people just all day long <laughs> or interviewing. Or sometimes you get to leave and take them on a tour of like the facility. But it's, yeah, it's, it's a, I don't know, it's different, you know, because I mean, nothing's harder than working 80 hours a week in a place you don't know. But it's very, yeah. it's a different kind of hard that I thought it would be to get used to Sitting
0: in an office for fifty hours a week, <laughs> so yeah, mm-hmm. that's pretty wild. And I imagine the age of the people that you're recruiting can also be a lot more variable. Yeah, it's not like just <laughs> college kids. So, so it's because when you that is a, that is a problem of recruiting. You're just used to recruiting college kids. So in a way, that is also a little bit of an uh, obstacle when you just you're like talking to fifty five year old Hank. Yeah, who wants to come <laughs> work at what? You know what I'm saying? Like, what what, mm-hmm. what have you? How have you adapted to that? Or what have you noticed? has been for the sure.
1: There. Yeah. It's a big difference. I definitely noticed that was one of my like least confident areas when I first started was I just, it's a big like difference talking, like you said to college students, like I had zero problem, you know, like being overconfident and, you know, just feeling good about myself talking to the college students cause they believe you cause you're in the same situation. But yeah. Well, when you're relatable. talking, yeah. yeah. When you're talking to like a 55 year old guy who's looking for, you know his place to retire in like a blue collar manufacturing job you're like so (laughs) i'm 21 years old (laughs) this is my first like real job and i have to like get this guy to trust me and you know relate to me in some way and you know just yeah that was very difficult to have the confidence Mm -hmm. in myself that you know they saw me as like a an adult or like a a professional so i i think the biggest thing was just letting myself believe at first Kind of a similar mentality is like, well, you are a professional. Like, you've done similar things. This is different, but you've done similar things. You're a badass. Like, you've done harder things. So, just like going self-talk.
2: there.
1: Yeah, self talk a lot. My wow. coworkers laugh at me because I talk to myself all day. But yeah, you gotta, <laughs>
2: <That> <laughs> it's awkward because
1: so yeah, we sit in a pit. It's like we're all just in the same room all day. And I'm just like at my computer, like, sorry, Cora, one more call. doesn't matter. This guy didn't show up. Like you're going to call 10 more guys, have them come in for some interviews. And they're like, Cora, shut up. <laughs> We're trying to talk That's on the phone. <laughs> awesome. But yeah. So I, mm-hmm, no, I won't. I I can't. It's like trained now. I feel like I'm better at self-talking off the book field than I was on <laughs> the book field now. But uh, yeah, just like building that confidence that, you know, I, I belong here and Now, I feel more confident because I know more about the jobs and I know the industry a little bit better. So, that builds confidence. Just the knowledge builds confidence. So,
0: yeah. Hey guys, hope you're enjoying the episode so far. I know I am. I wanted to give a quick shout out to the people that make this show possible, the people that bring this show to you. Uh, These are people who all sold books, and we're here to give a quick shout out to them in a spotlight. Uh, about their company and what they're up to. So if you're interested or if after listening to this, you're kind of wanting to know a little bit more, feel free to click on the links below to connect with these people. Uh, These are from an excerpt I have with them from a podcast that I do on the side. It's called Executive Exercises, where we take all our sponsors and they come into a think tank and share some awesome ideas about how to grow their business specifically on different topics. Go check that out. But I pulled some of the comments that they had explaining what they do and who they're looking for on their companies. And so if that sounds like you, like I said, click below. Hope you enjoy. So that's, yeah. And so, so money wise, and it just seemed like it was going to be, the leads which i wanted to go back to that because you mentioned this and that's another thing that maybe southwestern people don't understand is leads that's kind of like you're saying basically imagine you show up to a town to sell books you send a postcard out to every single family that has kids in school or young children asking them if they struggle with any of the following subjects yes or no (laughs) would you be interested would you be interested in hearing about a product product that might help you with all those subjects, yes or no, name and address, and then you just waited at your HQ for like a couple of weeks. And then you got in the mail, like 700 people returning that postcard saying, come to my house. Here's where I live. (laughs) Hi, are you the mom of the house? Yes. And you've heard of you. Great. Yeah. Is this your handwriting Miss
3: Betty? Yeah, that's my handwriting. You got a few minutes. It's again, you're not selling every single lead that you sit down with, but the leads is kind of what interested me because that that kind of anxiety feeling that I talked about at Southwestern yeah. and the anxiety I had with Family Heritage, I honestly didn't think that was going to go away, but it it has. It's It's gone away when I sold. You know, I still had a little bit of anxiety, but after that first knock, it goes away, but much less anxiety every week because I knew oh, I have fresh leads coming in. And so even if this day doesn't work out, I know I got Typically our agents will get anywhere from twenty five to fifty leads a week of people that they can go and, and
0: call on. I want people to understand what it is that you do, how you do it, why you do it, all of the good stuff. You hear a lot about coaching, you hear a lot about life coach, sales coach, business coach, yada yada coach, 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 coach.
2: Man, I think just to start off, like what it isn't, it's not training. It's not showing up and yeah. having somebody talk at you for 45 minutes to an hour. And like the way that I look at it is we're all human beings, we're all broken in some capacity. And we all know a lot of the people that I work with, they know what they're supposed to be doing. They're just not executing on it or they're not doing it as intentionally as they should be. Um, or they're, they're just not focused. They have like 15 different goals or 15 different things that they're trying to balance or do. And because of that, like, they're not as intentional as they should be at home or they're not as intentional as they should be at work and they're not picking up the phone and calling people. And it's like it's like having a personal trainer for your, your business. It's having intention on why we do what we do every day and creating clarity and helping to build our lives and our calendars around what our future goals and intentions are.
0: That'll do for now. Like I said, make sure you click below to get some more information. And now back to the show. Well, well what's the biggest thing that you've noticed uh, or learned or that's shocked you about the manufacturing industry that you didn't know
1: um man i don't know there's a lot of different things that i just didn't there's like so many jobs that you just don't think about like there one of the places we that i we hire for is a corrugated cardboard facility which they just literally like there's a difference between just cardboard and corrugated cardboard so, <laughs> what? yeah. Learn me something. <laughs> Learn me something. What is so, the difference? You know, like cereal boxes are like flat cardboard. You know, like it's like yeah. paper, and then corrugated yeah. cardboard is like the boxes, a like box. cardboard boxes. Yeah, that are, like, yeah. It's thick. a different
0: kind of cardboard. It's, it's called thick. Co- it's called what? Corrugated.
1: It's corrugated. Like corrugated
0: with like <laughs> yeah, your name? Yeah,
1: corrugated. Yeah. Is it spelled
0: with a K too?
1: <laughs> no, no. It's a C, like most other things. Yeah. <laughs> but wow. uh, yeah, you know what corrugated. You, could do? you so know, you slapped it up there.
0: You know, oh, there's oh, we get the <laughs> yeah. corrugated. Oh, it'd be cool corrugated. if it was KO. That but would. you know, you could tell people like, I don't know if, if like maybe on your Instagram profile or mm-hmm. if you're ever on like, like a dating app, you can be like, most people are just not corrugated. I'm, I'm corrugated. Corrugated,
1: yeah. Which means
0: there's just more to you. There's just, more, you're okay, deeper.
1: Sixth, yeah. No, I'm
0: thick. <laughs> I guess if that's a pride point for you, yeah. I would say I mean, for sure. I'd be like, <laughs> I, I, it, I, I don't, I, I don't know. You know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah. That
0: that's a term for like that's a term people of the uh, Gen Zers are using, right? Yeah, for, it is. Yeah. For like an attractive, like, yeah, put okay. it be like, I'm, I'm so yeah. thick, I'm corrugated. corrugated. Bro, it could that's be like good. a mixtape song. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm gonna make that my Instagram bio.
0: <laughs> for sure. And then only people who know cardboard. Imagine, and then all yeah. of a sudden, people who know cardboard would be like, oh my god. That's oh, my God. Awesome.
1: She's hilarious. Yeah.
0: It's like an inside joke with book mm-hmm. people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: There you go. Now, all the yeah, all the ponytails people will know and only them. Only. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm so thick. I'm corrugated. I'm going to yeah. say that by myself.
1: <laughs> Do. Yeah. I think it's good.
0: I'm not fat. I'm corrugated. That's what I'm yeah, going to say. Yeah, corrugated. Mm-hmm. There we go. Or Oh, maybe you're getting like super fit and thick.
1: Yeah. Like, bro, That's you're getting corrugated.
0: corrugated.
1: Yeah. Because
0: that That's just makes right. you more firm. So yeah, it's, not really stronger, a, it's not really like a, a beast thing. It's like more like a thick, like Arnold Schwarzenegger or The Rock yes. or J-Lo. Yeah.
1: Yes, precisely. Mm-hmm.
0: Corrugated. Wow. Yeah. We're getting so deep here. <laughs> yeah, We're getting so deep in corrugation. Okay. Boring. So that's so there's a lot of different types of manufacturing things. Yeah. That there's is- lots
1: of jobs you wouldn't think about. It's It's interesting for
0: sure. Wow. What's your favorite job to place for?
1: uh probably the concrete there's a concrete facility here that i like it because they pay really well and so it's easier to <laughs> to get people to work there uh but i also think it's a place that i would enjoy working because i i mean i grew up in a small town like farm farm work like farm hand kind of that was my job for like nine years <laughs> when i was a kid so
0: Lord. that
1: Yeah, yeah. Or start off detassling at thirteen and work there till I graduated high school. So,
0: (laughs) but ord puts the ord in ordinary.
1: It does. Yep. Sure. We had a holiday for our hometown. Actually, I don't know if they do it anymore. It's called Extraordinary Days. (laughs) Wow. Yeah.
0: (laughs) That's because that's what people do in ord. Nothing. They have to come up with. With a, I'm not trying to shit on your hometown. No, but
1: I shit on Ord probably more than anyone that I know. As you should. People from as Ord. As you should.
0: Yeah. Yeah. As do. you should. I've <laughs> been to Ord, and I'm like, wow, there is you. It's you blink and you go through the mm-hmm. town like yep. you didn't even realize. How many yeah. people? Five hundred people, maybe.
1: Two thousand. Uh,
0: okay you're short So, so, yeah. so five hundred. <laughs>
1: yeah. My high school.
0: My my high school was bigger than that.
1: Okay. Well. <laughs> Well, I, yeah, it's, it's small. Cool. <laughs> There's inner
0: city schools with graduation classes. that big, Yeah, probably. there, there are probably that's why. here. I
1: don't know.
0: <laughs> wow. That's awesome. I, that's Ooh. so cool. Manufacturing. That's the kind of stuff that you never even think about. Like, no, they don't. make everything.
1: You don't have to. It's yeah. <laughs> it's, they just they take make, care
0: of it. They make everything. So, so when was this transition from South? What, what part of like, cause we're in January now. So
1: yeah. So I got home in like September, um, and and started work in October. So I had like a oh, month. So off. It was- yeah, I was pretty quick, <laughs> quicker um, than I anticipated. But <laughs> it's fine. I yeah, I'm kind of glad I hopped back into it because like, even that month, like in between the summer and work, like I felt like the laziest person in the entire world. Like <laughs> it's it's the worst coming off the summer and doing nothing. It's yeah, yeah, it makes
0: you it's feel a like a weird yeah it feels like it's kind of like crashing a formula one car or something where mm-hmm. you're just going so fast so at top fast. speed yeah. and then you go to nothing and it's mm-hmm. like what <laughs>
1: yeah it's crazy you can't even enjoy
0: it you can't even Mm-mm. enjoy it like that first month
1: no you have to get so you, yeah you have to get past that like first month you almost have yeah. yeah you like can't even do it in my opinion i like enjoyed being back and just like working a normal job felt like a break for a while <laughs> i was like
0: wow yeah.
2: no i great. believe it mm-hmm.
0: yeah that's crazy but then you went right into it. Whoa. Yeah. And then, so now we're sitting here three months later and now would you say like, how are you doing? How do you feel like you're, do you, do you feel like you have a competitive advantage because of your experience or do you think oh, yeah. maybe it's more, oh, okay.
1: No, it's I do. More- yeah. <laughs> I, I actually met an alumni of Southwestern that works for this company now. Uh, she was an old JYD girl and she knew Ryan Groom and um, my uh, director, he was like, I know a girl that like I remember her telling me she did Southwestern, so I'm gonna connect you guys, and so. What's we, her name? God, I, I'm gonna feel like an asshole. Um,
2: we'll get, <laughs> Emily, we'll get like,
1: Nob, yeah, I'll look it up. I, it's on my computer okay. and I'm using it,
0: so I don't want to look. Now, That'd be great.
1: Yeah, it'd be good. Yeah. It'd be cool
0: to. It'd be cool to uh, interview interview her too to see how her experience yes. has been as well. That's awesome. Tell, yeah, tell about and there, she said that's there's awesome.
1: a she said there's a couple of them up. I think they're in Minnesota. So they, yeah, that worked for the Minnesota branch. So yeah, that was cool to meet those guys. And I know when I first started this job, I, I didn't feel like I was doing very good. Cause it's honestly, it's kind of similar. How do they like track your progression? So it's a commission plus like salary base plus commission in the job. So oh, instead of nice. making, this is like, this is literally just like Southwestern for adults, this job, it's like, not units but spread is what they call it so you make like a certain amount of spread off of every person that you hire so i was oh man i don't, i was like over i was 2000 yeah. something 300 something in spread after my like it was like my 5th week in doing the job and i had no idea what that really like meant cuz my my boss is yeah. like she's very much like she reminds me of my student leader Shayna Short a lot she's like <laughs> not quick to compliment you. She's just like going to push you and keep like, she kind of yeah. just makes me think that I'm not doing a very good job because she knows <laughs> that's what, that's what works the most, for me. And, and yeah. the best way of saying
0: that. Yes. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's like, she doesn't want to compliment me too much. And no, I, yeah. I think it's great. That's a, that is what works for me, but I did. Yeah. I had no idea where, where I was at. And so I hopped on this chat with um, the Southwestern alumni and she was like, no, you're doing great. Like, that's really good. Like, you keep it up. Keep going. I was like, okay, okay, good. <laughs>
2: sure.
1: Yeah, okay, good. And so, yeah, I feel like I'm I'm doing well. Um, with the new year, things dropped a little bit, but it's a new year, so we're going to pick back up. But, yeah, I feel like I, I started pretty quickly, and I've got a handle on things now. And, yeah, it's just a matter of time before... They have like a Sizzler trip too <laughs> that I can they win. Do. So yeah, so I'm going to win it this year. That's like my goal. My like, first year, Cora's going to Sizzler.
2: <laughs> so we're going to
1: go. Texas Sizzler. That's my goal. So I've got, yeah, we set a goals and I'm I'm going to do it. So
0: Wow. Speaking yeah. of adult Sizzler, uh, we do have our Bizzler mm-hmm. trip coming up. Everybody listening, October 15th through the 19th. Cora, you should come. It's <laughs> going to be in Montego Bay, Jamaica, October Ooh. 15th through the 19th. It's about 1500-ish pop a pop. So it's, it's like a GRG resort. So yeah, will see you there. will see you there, okay. Cora. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> um,
0: that's so cool. Mm-hmm. And you have book people that are there. That is so yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. That yeah, is so fun. Now, mm-hmm. did you, so maybe I'll talk to you about this because that's actually kind of part of the reason that this podcast was invented or created was because when you meet a book person
2: mm-hmm.
0: and you connect with them on that, it's a really unique conversation, experience, connection. Did you experience some of that with the alumni that you met?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you don't even really have to like introduce yourself. You, you like already know all the slang and like, you just, yeah, yeah. it's, it's like you, yeah, I don't know how to describe it. It's yeah. It's like your long lost cousins or something. You're like connecting all the dots with like your grandparents and uh, like family things that only you guys would know. And so Yeah, we just like it was. We didn't talk super long, but like we got along really quick, and we knew what we were talking about, and yeah, it was easy. So
0: (laughs) that's so Mm -hmm. funny. And so did did they sell for multiple summers like you did, or were they more like just one summer people? Do you know?
1: Yeah, I think she said she sold. I think it was like six or seven summers, and she met her husband in southwestern too. Look at that for like similar amount. Yeah,
0: so so funny. Yeah. So what what I think is the funniest about that is that like especially the more. I mean, there's something wrong with just doing one summer. But mm-hmm. with people who sell more than one summer, it's the connection is even more it's intense or more strong. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. just stronger because you just, like, have extra, extra. Like, if you recruited and got that aspect of it, too, you're like, oh, this is...
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's,
0: more, it's more than mm-hmm. just, like, just, a, oh, I did that, too. It's It's
2: crazy. No,
1: yeah. I think the recruiting part is a big part of, like, what changes it, you know, from, like, a first year who just did one summer to, like, come back for a second. If you tried, if you tried to recruit, like you get it a yeah. little bit extra more, like you, you get it.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's a full yeah. experience.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree. And here's the thing.
0: I don't know that everyone should go sell books. I don't know that yeah. everyone should recruit. I don't, I'm not trying to say this, but if you are selling books and especially if you did okay,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you should try to recruit as well because then you yeah. get the full, get the full scoop.
1: That's yeah. That's kind of where I'm at too with it. I get calls all the time from students who are like interviewing for the program still. Cause on the like paper i'm still You're written as like list. yeah and <laughs> and i was i'm written as a music major even though i like switched out of that pretty quickly so ever, anyone that's in arts or like a woman calls me <laughs> because they're yeah. like how the heck did music like apply at all to this internship and i was like well i ended up switching out of music so i don't know if i'm like <laughs> really the greatest the person, person to talk to about it but yeah, I've, I've changed my mentality, you know, when I, after my first or even my second summer, when people call me, I was like, yeah, you got to come sell books. Now I'm just like more focused on just being like, you know what, just like do whatever you want to do, but like just decide to do it. Like just do whatever you're going to do and do it a hundred percent. And yeah, like, of course, I think every I still think everyone should sell books, but I don't think yeah. it's like realistic that everyone can or will want yeah. to. That's so. It yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. But yeah, again, with like talking, I remember after my second summer when I had my team, neither of my first years came back, but they were both, they were great first years. And I, I remember I was really pissed that they didn't come back for a second summer because I think they would have been great, great leaders. (laughs) (laughs) They would have been amazing. I wish they would have recruited. I'm not mad they didn't because they both moved on to great things and they're doing what they love. But I, yeah, that's like, I wish everyone that came out for one would come out to try yeah. a second <laughs> a second
2: yeah, for sure.
0: that's that's absolutely fair
2: mm-hmm.
0: well con- congratulations it sounds like you're off to a hot start and that uh <laughs> you're uh, you're really enjoying and, and getting challenged in the right ways to to grow yes
1: i agree that's awesome yeah.
0: <laughs> thank you um i didn't want to ask you about it because you've alluded to this a couple of times and i guess i don't mm-hmm. know you can feel free to share as much as you want about this but so you sing dance i do music what do you do what do you or you said music so i'm assuming mm-hmm. you're a singer but I or am. do you play piano oh, okay so you're a singer mm-hmm. okay
1: I, well i do oh. a lot
0: <laughs> tell me more this yeah, is interesting so I, I love this
1: i grew up in a very musical family my my dad was in a band from like age like 14 until he married my mom and had his first kid so he was a drummer so he's got the, oh, the musical the side. Drummer. Yeah. Go. that's <laughs> yep. a sweet story. Denise got yep, caught up by a drummer. But um, Denise. 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 And what's your Darcy. dad's name? Darcy Severance.
0: <laughs> Darcy. Darcy yep. with that drum. That rhythm. Mm-hmm. Yep. That <laughs> rhythm got, got to Denise. Yes. It was beating at Denise's heart rate.
1: <laughs> it was, yeah. I guess. And then so. here you
0: are. So anyway, so your yep. dad's your dad's musical.
1: Yes. And my mom always loved music, but she was she was pretty shy growing up. So I think that was a big reason why she pushed us to get involved with music and stuff like that pretty heavily. So all of us started playing piano at like age five or like right before we started kindergarten. We all started to do piano lessons. Um, She made us all at least start you know piano lessons and do it for a couple years and some of us like my oldest sister Kristen, kind of dropped off in junior high because she was more into sports mom's like fine you like sports you do sports carly my second older sister stayed with it till she graduated Um, same with me i did piano lessons choir band all the above till i graduated and then went to college for it um my little sister did it till she graduated and my little brother still does piano and he's in high school.
2: So we all, we all did piano lessons for years. Yeah. <laughs> um, wow.
1: And then, yeah, I went to college as a music education major. That's what I started at UNK and I was a vocal primary. Great,
0: It's a great, mm-hmm. program. It's a great my, music my, program. My cousin my cousin, went through that program. He was a through yeah. guitar. And then we had another book guy on here, Phil Zolke, who is yeah. in Southwestern real estate now. Shout out Pat mm-hmm. Roach in Southwestern real estate. and um, <laughs> And he was an incredible singer. Uh, mm-hmm. And both of them had really high praise. I went to school for music in Lincoln um, mm-hmm. and, I, and sometimes it would be for people who had transferred from UNK and they would say that yeah. it was like much better at UNK. So that's mm-hmm. freaking awesome that you did it's that. Very So you started there.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I heard yeah. that. I heard It's that just it smaller
1: like... and close knit and your professors just like really care about each individual student. I think that's the biggest difference is it's smaller. So you just mm-hmm. get more attention uh especially if you're talented like you're they're gonna give you everything you need you know to be successful so um but yeah i i started there as a vocal primary i sang um was that Cause you have to pick like a primary instrument. So yeah. My voice.
0: I was going to ask you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I didn't want to play. Well, I, I like playing piano, but I was kind of over like the classical piano stuff.
0: <laughs> I just yeah. kind of
1: liked doing it as a hobby. And then yeah. I played a lot of instruments in band, but I didn't want to like pick one. So I just decided to sing. Um, Cause that's something that I felt I was pretty decent at as well. And so.
0: Do you I, have music out there?
1: No, I haven't. I have not released anything. That's like a big. Big that's a dream of mine, but I haven't I haven't gotten to a place where I I feel like I want people to hear it yet. So
2: Ooh, <laughs> I was what gonna works. ask you like yeah we should play <laughs> something.
1: No no <laughs> not yet, not yet. But that's definitely something I want to do. Um just I'm a perfectionist, so until I feel really good
0: about it, oh, so no one's gonna hear it. So <laughs> that's not good. That's it's not okay. Good. One, of it's good for, One of these days it's not good for art. It's not good for art because art not is No, why, that's what makes it art. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's true. And beautiful. But, yeah. And human. Yes. But we'll see. We'll see. Maybe soon. But um, yeah, so I did that. And after I started Southwestern, it was COVID. Okay. Yes. I was like trying to retract my story. So my spring semester of my freshman year is when the pandemic happened and I got kicked off campus and had to go live in my parents' basement and finish my freshman year of college over mm-hmm. Zoom which is incredibly difficult as a music major.
0: As a vocal (laughs) music major. A
1: vocal music major where you're like on Zoom calls like singing
0: (laughs) classical. Through Zoom where Zoom's audio quality is trash.
1: trash. (laughs) And you have to sing in like enunciated Italian and and you're like, it's awful. It's really not good. Um, And so did that. And then it was like April, late March. It was around my birthday. So it was like late March when... Um, I got a DM from some random guy that went to UNK, and I like stalked his page. I was like, "Who is this?" And he was asking if I was interested in hearing about summer work opportunities. Oh, and I was like, yes. <laughs> "I was like, go. yeah, I am," because I'm living in my parents' basement right now in a global pandemic, and I need to get out of here. <laughs> and, and, then you, out. and then you
0: got started with Zoom sales, which is really funny. Yes, that's yeah. a whole different yeah. story.
1: So I met on a Zoom call with Shayna, she held my info. It was like me and two other girls. I don't think either of them were ones that ended up selling, but it was me and two other people on the Zoom call. And um, yeah, I remember actually the first time I hopped on it, it was really funny. There were so many things that were like trying to prevent me from doing Southwestern, like the pandemic. <laughs> then I remember the first time I tried to hop on the Zoom call, my computer wouldn't work. So I like couldn't hear anything she said. And so I just like got off the Zoom call. I just left. <laughs> and oh. uh, and then like my student leader reached out to me again, like an hour after it was over and he was like, hey, where'd you go? And I was like, oh, my internet wasn't working. And he's like, do you want to come to another one? And I was like, yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> so I went to another one, another info
2: you a pony.
1: I was, yeah, I You're. really was. <laughs> and so I went back to the info with Shana again and some r- other random people. And I heard about it and I don't really remember. Like, I wasn't, I remember I like, I don't know if I was taking it very seriously because it seemed like I, I was kind of, I'm a pony, but I'm also kind of skeptical. I'm a, an overthinker. So I was like, this sounds like a little bit too good to be true. And I'm also from like a very, sheltered family. Like I I didn't do a lot until I went to college. So I was like, yeah, right. Like my mom's not going to let me like go away during a pandemic and live in a different state. I don't know anyone else doing this. (laughs) And so I was like, yeah, I don't know. But then they said travel. And that was like in the back of my mind, like just leaving a word was like, goal number one for that summer. I was like, like, I need to get
0: out. All you wanted was out of your parents' house. Yeah. Alone, no,
1: that. And let alone
0: out of Nebraska. In
1: Nebraska yeah. <laughs> so I was like, okay, okay. I Which,
0: can... Fair enough. Because living in Nebraska is like living in a pandemic. Not from the it sense is. that you have yeah. to stay home, but from the sense that you don't really leave your state. It's like no. some weird magnetic pole that keeps yeah. people in.
1: I And I'd never really left Nebraska before. Like I went on a family vacation to the east coast with my family my sophomore year of high school and that was it like that was and
0: you amazing. flew yeah. so it was just like so you saw a quarter of a city yeah. <laughs> yeah and then you and
1: then you go back
0: <laughs> and you went back
1: so yeah so, so I, I didn't
0: so oh sorry just so i can put it into a face who was your student manager who's the, who, the person that dm you
1: so Barbaro banal he was one of shayna's first years first the year okay. prior so he was a fresh off his first summer and, um, came, yeah, came back, recruited me. I was his only first year and, um, I see. Yeah. Did everything training over zoom and with him. Yeah. With Barb. And, uh, yeah, (laughs) we met like with our org, like, um, weekly. I think we do it weekly and just like meet each other as we kept like adding on. And then that summer was really weird too, because we left like, two or three weeks before typical sales school started and lived with each other in Airbnbs in Kansas for two weeks,
0: yes, which that. was
1: weird as heck. <laughs> it was really weird yeah, for me
0: because, and then for people who don't know, that's not normal. That's in the no. of the <laughs> in a long time because of COVID. Yeah. So, uh, cause I was living with Justin Weeblehouse, yeah. and Seth hood mm-hmm. and Paul Tindall yeah. and uh, Nick Weeblehouse, mm-hmm. and, um, uh, the occasional like couch surfer that yeah. would just show up there. Tanner. So all yeah. these oh, Tanner, that's right. Tanner Nappy. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and uh, there was like, you know, every once in a while we would get like some person come in and I may be 10, but he'll always be Tanner. And yeah. uh, he, um, he, like uh, these, I mean, ran uh, Kenzie Jensen was over all the time. Might, okay. What I'm trying to say is yeah. I was really connected with all mm-hmm. of these book kids right before, like when the pandemic hit. Like Mm -hmm. I was living with them. And so we, well, basically quarantined together. So Mm -hmm. I was like there when they were trying to like have phoning parties to full timers because like four of them Mm -hmm. were full timing. It was, it was really crazy to hear and see, like I was there when they were doing the zoom call for like your campus meeting or like for mm-hmm. the dan moore meeting or the parent meeting the parent yep. coffee and all that i was i was watching i'm like whoa this is so surreal mm-hmm. that this is happening and to <laughs> yeah. you that was normal right to you that yeah was, it was like, well, my that's, first that's summer i was happens. like
1: okay yeah just going along yeah. with it but yeah, yeah but yeah, that... for people
0: who didn't <laughs> know that it was really weird like yeah just so strange. and then you okay so so i do remember this so you all met in airbnbs in Kansas, and you went to go yeah. Seoul, in, in independence right in cool. and
1: yeah. So we, yeah. they were just like random Airbnbs that we booked and we didn't know how, like they didn't tell us how long we were going to be in Kansas because we didn't know if we were going to be right. able to go sell. Like, <laughs> so right. we learned how to sell online and that was like my first four customers so was just like friends weird. and family back home that I sold to online. And so I got like, a, which was kind of nice, you know, looking back, like thinking about how that probably helped me a ton as a first year, probably like probably really boosted my confidence compared to you know, I don't know what it was, would have been like if I just went straight to sales school and then selling. But living in an Airbnb for two weeks, doing online sales school and selling like online to friends and family really like broke the ice. So by the time we finally That's went crazy. to sales school, <laughs> we went to real sales school for a week after that and then went to sell. So I had like three weeks of sales school essentially, which was really nice. But <laughs>
0: So strange. Well, and here's what's crazy about that, too. And it's so funny because, and this is something I know from multiple accounts, so mm-hmm. nobody's at fault here, but um, a lot of the first years did phenomenal with that because yeah. that was just, mm-hmm. again, that's your normal Mm -hmm. oh what do we do we go to sell through zoom and then we go to sales school that's that that makes as much sense as anybody else Mm -hmm. but the managers particularly the managers that were going on multiple multiple summers had a hard Hard time yeah (laughs) yeah doing that interesting
1: Mm -hmm.
0: it was so when i was listening in and like paying attention i was like this is so weird
1: Mm -hmm. this is
0: happening like you would expect them to be masters but they were first years yeah. like you who had to unlearn that's that says something about like what it takes to unlearn
2: yeah
0: uh something that is no longer or not not no longer but at that point not valuable to you mm-hmm. you have been just practicing that's so strange
1: yeah so absolutely strange. so yeah weird weird first summer but yeah i think it honestly yeah. i think that's probably the only reason i was a top first year was <laughs> the 3 weeks of sales school <laughs> I, yeah i, I mean that's great for you that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's phenomenal. That's when it was. Where did you go when you actually went to go?
1: We were, it was in Ohio. It was like Southeast Ohio oh. along the, the river. And Amish. I lived in a town called Pomeroy. So, yeah, Amish.
0: <laughs> Amish life. Yep. Wow. Kind of Amish country. We had the number one world producer of 2017, I think it was her mm-hmm. summer, where she was selling right there and she sold only to amish people yeah so so (laughs) what was that like your first door their first day or your first customer whatever those first Walk me through like the first time for example Mm -hmm. that you knocked on a door was probably yeah i
1: know well so i didn't like i didn't think about it too much because honestly like with since
0: Think we lost. Oh, hold on a second. Oh no, we might we we might have lost signal for a second. Okay. While we resolve the technical difficulties, a couple of announcements, everybody. Um, okay. One, uh, like I said before, a couple more details about our Bizzler trip that we have coming up. Uh things you might want to know. First of all, it's gonna be in October from uh October 15th through the 19th. Uh, make sure you guys sign up on there's gonna be a link below. It says come to Bizzler. If you like scroll up on episode notes, or if you're watching on YouTube, just scroll up. There's a link that you can fill out. It's going to have a lot more details there. Like I said, it's $1,575 per person. And that's because we're staying at a really nice resort. It's going to be the Hilton resorts uh, in Montego Bay, Jamaica. Woo. So that's exciting for us. Um, make sure you sign up on that link. But just so you guys know, uh, and I'm going to go ahead and address this, just because it's been asked by a couple people. Um, technically you can go book that yourself without using our link. Uh, a couple of things to note about that. Our link includes transportation and insurance for your trip as well. So that way, um, you are covered in case you need to go, but you'll find it's only, I think it's like a hundred and ninety to a couple hundred bucks. Um, more for all that stuff which is really convenient if that's what you want to do plus you can support the show and that's something that we really would appreciate from you it's just if you could support us that way so again it's an alumni reunion that's going to be happening in Jamaica more details on that Um, that does not include flights by the way the flights would have to be taken care of uh, separately to make sure that you guys can get there Um, also next thing is I wanted to announce is the neighborhood so if you guys haven't heard about this yet, this is huge. Um, honestly, it's a big project that we're trying to take on and we're just going to take it one bite at a time or one pony at a time, which is you guys. So if you're an alumni of Southwestern, what we're doing here at the show is we are creating what is going to be a genealogy tree for alumni. So that's right. Like kind of like ancestry.com type of idea where all you have to do is fill out a form. You can find that link below as well. Just click on the link below and, um, make sure you guys submit that form. It's going to ask you the basic questions, name, what you're up to now, the years, uh, like years of date, like dates that you sold, um, the number of summers you sold, who recruited you. And then there's a bunch of other optional information that you can put on there just so you guys know your public information will not be made public or to uh available to any other alumni all we're going to post is the years that you sold um, we are going to not we're, we're not going to sell any of those uh you know third party companies or anything like that we are keeping that information private uh you can even opt out from emails or if you want don't want us to contact you at all that's sort of fine too. you can opt out as well um but basically you just sign up for the neighborhood you fill out that form it's going to ask you all those questions. It's going to ask you if you want to support us uh, uh, financially. If you do so, we will have, the, you can opt in to have your information be public and that we charge so that way people can network you. So maybe you're someone who is recruiting or who are looking to find a job. If people you want people to contact you, uh, that's a small fee that we charge. For you to do that, it's $25 or $50 a year. You get to pick the price. There's no difference uh, from the state board of services. It's just if you want to support financially and you want it to go to a good cause, that is what we're doing. So that's the neighborhood. Everything here on the show is uh, horse-related. So be sure you sign up for that. Um, Oh, Cora's back so we can have her come back on. I think her computer decided to restart is what I'm hearing. Um, But we're all set here to go, and I'm going to bring her back up. Here we go. Boom. Welcome back. Nice. Lost that second. was the
1: quickest restart ever too. <laughs> Perfect. Great. Yeah, it worked. Yeah.
0: And it lo- allowed me to get some information out there that I actually really needed to get out um, nice. and the neighborhood. So it worked out perfectly. Cool. Um, I want to go back. So you were talking about, um, we were talking about the first time that you like were able to knock and that you got out there. So pick mm-hmm. back up wherever you want there.
1: Yeah. So it was really weird that summer, like thinking back now, it was really weird because kind of my first summer, I know COVID was going on, but once we like finally got out to the summer, COVID just didn't really feel like a thing in Ohio like at all. Mm-hmm. Like people, they were very relaxed about COVID, which was really nice for like a first summer during a pandemic. Cause that was something I know a lot of first years were like really worried about. <laughs> that was a yeah. big like objection, you know, a lot of first years were worried about. So, and I, I mean, I wasn't super worried about it. But I mean, it was definitely something I was worried about getting objected at the door for is COVID. And so I, re- I remember just not really being a problem my first summer, which was great. You know, there were definitely families I met that they were a little more COVID conscious. But, you know, just like having having the attitude of just making it work like was something that you just had to pick up really quick your first summer. So there were a lot of like I remember my first door, the lady. Like I, I knew I like was so scared this was how the whole summer was going to be because I remember I knocked on the door, took my three steps back and I was standing like side profile and just like looking around and she opened the door and the screen and she just like wouldn't open the screen door and <laughs> <laughs> she would not. And so I like smiled and waved and like backed up a little bit and like introduced myself and she like still wouldn't come outside. And I was like, that's okay. Like, um, you can in there. Like I can talk to you through the door if you want and did my approach and she was really nice. And I don't think her objection was even like COVID related. I, I can't even remember what her objection was, but she eventually ended up shutting the door on me. And I was like, man, <laughs> this is going to be, this is going to be tough. And so a
0: weird summer. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Just cause, and I had, I didn't really have a perspective with, you know, since it was my first summer, but I knew just from hearing student leaders talk that it was, it was different. So, um, Yeah, that was kind of like a, honestly, a lot of the training my first summer was about like getting past the COVID objection. And as the summer went on, it, it, like I said, it didn't really feel like COVID was, it didn't, it wasn't really a barrier for me. Like I, Mm. it just became a, a way of, that was just another thing. And so you know sitting talking to people through screen doors or like they'd open up their window and you're talking through the window screen or you know wearing masks and sitting six feet apart on the porch and stuff like that like was just pretty common my first summer and there were even some Whoa. families that it didn't matter you know they were just like pretty cool with it yeah, yeah.
0: you were in small town ohio yeah, yeah it's like, it's like <laughs> selling an, it's like selling an ord you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty chill, lay back. Yeah.
0: Trump's America. That was yep, which is yeah. <laughs> you, yours where you're at. That's you know that's where I'm from. It is what yep. it is. That's yeah, what you do. So
1: it was pretty um, relaxed.
0: Yeah. That's that's super interesting. I also heard that summer that only like one kid all summer got COVID.
1: Got COVID, yeah. I yeah, like, that. That I, it, yeah. It was like kept track of our attempts every day and you know, like if we didn't feel good, we were really careful about it. But yeah, I don't even remember feeling scared that I was going to get COVID like I, I didn't even really think about it like about three four mm-hmm. weeks in it it was just like I just kind of forgot about it it became normal and yeah I don't, I don't know it's that's weird. so cool
0: <laughs> I mean it's you know it's just book people it's like book people right just, yeah like hey we're ju- this is a situation it's real we have to acknowledge mm-hmm. that it's real yeah it's a, it's mm-hmm. an obstacle it, it's touchy it's delicate but we're going to navigate mm-hmm. it and we're going to figure it out and you did which yeah. is incredible Mm -hmm. that's amazing yeah what did it feel like when someone bought the first time on the field
1: yeah i to. i remember my first customer it was like my second or third week i believe and it was like this grandpa i remember he was he was one of the families that could care less about COVID. (laughs) and so you
0: said you said your second or third week
1: yeah mm-hmm.
0: wow so, yeah, that, so it took you like it, was a, so it was a it was a, it was a, well, i mean you you were still a top first year so it doesn't matter when you got the units but the but some yeah. people get off to a fast start and slow down some mm-hmm. people get off to a slow start and speed up so it sounds like that was yeah. more your. Your okay yeah so mm-hmm. I'll, I'll ask you more about that finish about the gentleman the old man but 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 i have some questions about that cuz that's really speaks to your uh, persistence and your perseverance it's awesome
2: yeah
1: so i remember the street in particular i was having quite a bit of luck with sit downs actually i was getting quite a bit of sit downs like i'd sat down with all of his neighbors but no one would buy from me and so and they were all i this was off. they were all grandparents like i was sitting down with all the grandmas and grandpas watching kids cuz i don't know like how it was everywhere else but a lot of people didn't really get laid off in my turf like they were still working like in the mines or like other places. It was a lot of like mines and yeah, mostly like yeah, coal like mines, <laughs> uh,
0: manual labor, industrial. Yeah, and industrial a lot of them labor. were still working.
1: So, yeah. cause a lot of them are like, we're probably essential workers. And so, um, but yeah, there's a lot of grandparents home with kids and that's just how it is too. Over there is a lot of just in a lot of situations, a lot of grandparents are raising their grandkids. So um, that's just a lot of sit down to get. And I remember this old man, I was walking down the, the um, sidewalk and his grandson was standing at the gate just like waiting for me to get there and his grandson threw a rock at me i remember and i was like wow okay and i tried to like ignore it because i didn't want to like because the grandkid was like out in the lawn by himself i didn't even see the grandpa so i was like this kid's just out here by himself like i'm gonna walk i'm gonna leave uh-huh. i can come back because i know there's a kid there but i'm not going in that fence with a kid <laughs> just hanging yeah. out in the lawn so yeah. he threw a rock at wait, me Wait,
0: wait to read the room yeah, the yard, yeah. The yard.
1: he threw a rock at me and i i just kind of like smiled at him and um then i heard the grandpa start yelling at him and i was like oh oh shit and so i like stepped away like stepped back from the kid and um just started cheesing and, like waving at the grandpa i was like hey <laughs> hey how and, you doing bob or yeah whatever. he was like who the heck are you and i was like oh i'm i'm the book girl like didn't Like you haven't heard of me, and he was like, "No, do you want to come inside?" And I was like, "Yep." <laughs> and so I went inside, and um, we ended up sitting on the porch anyway. And he got me some drinks, and I sat down with him. And his son was there; he was taking care of the kid mostly, but the the father was there as well. And I sat down with him I remember my first like kids sales talk. I'd only been selling like or like going over the core four stuff. It was like my or as first you might time. call them.
0: The corrugated books.
1: The corrugated oh, books. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the corrugated like four. Yeah. <laughs> the
0: corrugated <the> four.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I <laughs> first it was like my first kid sales talk and I was like, I did not feel confident at all. I was just trying to really sell the kid on it and just like laughing a bunch, like having them point at the books. <laughs> and I remember the grandpa's just like, Yeah, these are great. Like I think I think he he really likes them. I was like, yeah, he does really like them. And he was like, I think we should get him. And I was like, oh, okay, well. And it he like works. picked out. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, okay. And he picked out the ask me's and we got them all signed up and wrote me the check and gave me a bunch of pre approach. And I just I remember I was like, I was so like giddy <laughs> because it was like my, I think it was my third week out and I was getting real down on myself because. I had a yeah. short, short summer. I only got to sell for eight weeks my first summer, so right because like, you
0: were selling f- over on Zoom for a while.
1: Well, yeah, that and I was in marching band in school, so I had to go back two oh, weeks earlier. Oh, so you had a so, short,
0: short, short,
1: summer. short summer. So I was like, shit, my summer is almost halfway over, and this is my first customer. But damn, it feels good. <laughs> so
2: let's do wow. it again. But yeah,
0: I have, I have so many questions about that. Okay, so mm. okay so zero days are tough yeah if you did it was your third week you had to have done Mm -hmm. at least 15 of them in a row to start what kept you out there because most i mean and i'm only speaking you know this from people who don't know might be like thinking i'm asking a mean question but you understand what i'm saying (laughs) you recruited first years Mm
2: -hmm. and
0: so normally speaking when a first year student is out there on their third week they haven't sold anything yet Mm -hmm. um it's it's a red flag from a management standpoint. Cause you're like, holy cow, it, we might have, we might have like, brought this kid out here to you know, eat some shit for a while, yeah. and it's like it's tough, you know. Um, so there's there's concern there. You're scared that they might quit. You're scared that they might you know feel like, Matt angry or resentful. It's it's kind of a nervous thing. So how did you how did you manage to stay? Like what what kept you out there?
1: yeah so my first summer i had an incredibly strong emotional purpose and that was the only reason that i probably made it my first summer and um my so this is going back a little bit so my freshman year of college i started school in august and then literally like a month after i started school my dad had a really bad injury he fell off of my sister's roof and hit his head on the cement and had to be lifelighted to omaha for emergency surgery. So they had to take out a large chunk of his brain. And um, basically he was in like, basically a heavy sedation or pretty much a coma for, I can't even remember how long it was, but he was not like, yeah, he lost a lot. So he was in a coma for a while and they told us when he woke up, they weren't sure if he would be able to talk or walk or he would remember us or any of those things. So that happened a, a month into college, like my first month of being an adult and being away from my family. And that was an incredibly tough time. And so being away for school for that and then having to move back home. My dad was finally back home from the hospital uh, during COVID, but that was really tough to live with my dad. And he, he wasn't able to talk. He could, you know, he could walk, but he was obviously like his motor functions were very like messed up. And he was in a very fragile condition where, COVID was especially a big deal to my family where even my siblings couldn't come over to like hang out and quarantine with us for a long time because my dad was high risk. You know, if any of us got yeah, sick, absolutely. Die. and so living in that situation with my family, like one of the toughest situations of my life during a pandemic, just like both of those things happening at the same time was like probably the most difficult thing that's ever happened to me in my entire life. Yeah. It was, it was incredibly challenging to, to be home during that and have to be strong for my two younger siblings who were still in school and for my mom who lost her husband, you know, essentially for um, that amount of time. And, you know, he's recovering now, but, you know, during that time he was not, you know, who my mom married. And so having to be home through all of that and support each other through that was really wow. tough. And so going out for my first summer was a really hard choice. It was a really big decision to leave my family during that time. And so when I decided to do that it was a little bit selfish where I needed to get away from my family because I it was just it was a lot and well,
0: it was best for you. And yeah, okay. it was.
1: And I yeah, yeah, at the at that time I felt really selfish for doing it. Yeah, I,
0: I bet it yeah. must have been an incredibly difficult feeling like you're leaving them in mm-hmm. the kind of like it feels like that's when they most need you. Yep, um, and I decided and to leave. you're leaving. Yeah, yeah. so that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a tough thing to weigh against the thing where it's like you're recognizing, hey, this is something I need the most for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it was. Yeah. So I understand how that that's mm-hmm. it's a tough choice. Yeah, wow.
1: so going out for my first summer was like, since I decided to do that, there was no other choice. There was no choice for me to quit yeah. and go home. Like there, That was my thing for the summer, and I had to finish it. Because I, mm. I wasn't going to leave my family and then come back with my tail between my legs, you absolutely. know, three weeks no, in absolutely. because I hadn't yeah. sold anything. So my wow. purpose for my first summer was just to get away, to rebuild that confidence in myself and just like realize that, you know, it, at that point too, it, I'd reached a point in my life where I couldn't rely on my mom and dad anymore because of that situation either. My, my parents, you know, have always been pretty well off and able to take care of me. They bought me a car two cars in my high school career. And, you know, they were always an option in college if I needed help and that went away super quickly. And so I reached a point where I had to start taking care of myself and I needed to start building the skills to like emotionally support my family and be able to take care of myself that way too. And so I saw Southwestern as that like quick way to do that, to get away for three months, build up myself and make some money as well so i could take care of myself pay for college and they wouldn't have to worry about me and i could come back you know more emotionally more able you know able to like be there for them and to like manage, maintain, you yeah. know manage you know have that emotional intelligence to be someone that my mom could talk to you know rather yeah. than yeah so that was that was why
0: wow.
1: that was How- the only reason why i made it through my first summer
0: no, absolutely. First of all, thank you for sharing. That's yeah. that's really vulnerable. I appreciate that. And I commend you for having taken that courage to go do that. Yeah. Cuz it, takes, <laughs> it takes it takes race, it takes overage to go do that. So, good job. That's I'm proud. That you don't know me, that might not be fair, <laughs> but that I'm I'm a proud person of you. Thank you. Um how early when you were about to leave, did you know that that's why you were leaving? Like what, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying? Like what, cause at first, and I asked this because it sounds like that's, a, I mean, that's, you're right. You're locked in emotionally. Mm-hmm. There's no way you're going home. Yeah. But that's not always, that's not what you're thinking about when you're talking to Shana about mm-hmm. the summer over zoom, yeah. right? Like there, there had to be a point where you'd realize this is why I'm actually going instead of to travel. You mentioned the travel, right? Earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When, when did you make that choice?
1: I think that became apparent to me when I had, gotten to a point where I felt like there was no return. So that was when I got to, I think it was in Kansas when I finally like vocalized it, it was like, probably we'd been there for about a week or maybe a week and a half. And we like started having these little powwows to get to know each other a little bit and explain why we were like out for the summer and, you know, our emotional purposes, they started coaching us on, you know, like picking those things out. And I think that's when I first vocalized it was like, I kind of like realized, yeah, like I did this, Cause up till then, I think I felt that it was selfish that I was going out because I needed to leave. Like, I just didn't want to be home. I think that's what I thought it was.
0: But something inside was keeping you, right? Something inside Mm -hmm. was like, no, this is what I have to do. Cause you still left. Yeah. Mm
2: Mm-hmm. Wow.
1: So I think, yeah, when I first like vocalized that I realized that was kind of why I was there was like during my second week of like virtual sales school.
0: Wow. Yeah that's bananas hey guys hope you're enjoying the episode so far i know i am i wanted to give a quick shout out to the people that make this show possible the people that bring this show to you uh, these are people who also books and we're here to give a quick shout out to them in the spotlight uh, about their company and what they're up to so if you're interested or if after listening to this you're kind of wanting to know a little bit more feel free to click on the links below to connect with these people uh, these are from an expert excerpt i have with them from a podcast that i do on the side it's called executive exercises where we take all our sponsors and they come into a think tank and share some awesome ideas about how to grow their business specifically on different topics go check that out but i pulled some of the comments that they had explaining what they do and who they're looking for on their companies and so if that sounds like you like i said click below hope you enjoy that's okay and actually and this is good to uh i had nick kind of explain this a little bit too but it's because i've been in the insurance industry before and for people who are listening, like how do you make 115% commission? Like,
3: the way I explain it to people is the insurance companies we represent, so we're a broker. All these companies we work with, they know they're not really going to be making any money off the sales that I make for the first several years, but they don't care right. about that. They, they know these clients are going to be on the books for 10, 15, 20, 25 years. So no, they know they're going to make money over the long haul. And so part of the reason agents are able to make so much is there's all these companies out here. And they're all competing for, for my, the broker's business, because these companies don't actually have their own in-house sales force. They have independent contractors. And so if, they're, if their compensation or their commission levels that they offer aren't competitive, I'm not going to place any business with them.
0: Hero, hero, off schedule moment. Wanted to tell you about Southwestern Real Estate. They're 99% drama free, only 99, not 99.9, 9, so it's a bit spicy. Kind of like this episode. Anyway, They will learn you to kick ass at real estate. So make sure you guys click the link below, get in touch with them. Okay, back to work. Bye. That'll do for now. Like I said, make sure you click below to get some more information. And now back to the show. Yeah. (laughs) And there's no way. So you get that first one. And Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, the first customer always feels amazing, but to you, it must have been, not only because you'd gone so long without selling anything in general, but maybe because you were validated in the choice. Mm -hmm. Because here's the deal. You mentioned this earlier, and I didn't say anything, but you, you you said, I weirdly got lucky and started getting sit-downs. That wasn't luck. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> you, know,
0: you and I both know. That you're being yeah. humble about it. That wasn't luck. What What happened, is, and for people listening who didn't sell books or if this is your first summer and you're listening, mm-hmm. it, what happened was the three weeks weren't for any for nothing. Yeah. Those three weeks, you sharpened up your approach. You sharpened mm-hmm. up how you presented yourself. You sharpened up your confidence, yeah. and all of a sudden, It just happens. We—I don't know why. I remember when it happened for me, right? Mm -hmm. But all of a sudden, something clicks, and you go, "Oh, yeah, okay." And then you not all of a sudden it feels like it's luck the first (laughs) few times, but then also you start realizing, no, it's because I did the work to get here, and it Mm -hmm. makes sense now that it's starting to work. It makes sense because you put in the effort. Um, So you were this whole time you're sharpening that, and you feel—I mean, it has to be. Ecstasy. I mean, yeah, to, to get that first one. Wow.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> it, it felt pretty good.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, it's like I mean, I've popped big zits before, but it can't <laughs> be anything close to that. You know what I'm saying? Was, <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> that's like. That, that's like that's like that crack in your spine that's you've been working yeah. on for two years from that mm-hmm. weird time that you sat down to watch that movie yep. at your friend's couch. You know, and you're like. That's been impro- – and all of a sudden you just, I don't know, bend over to pick up the remote.
1: <laughs> yep. Pops right back. Yep.
0: <laughs> Two inches taller. Wow. So, okay. So three weeks in, one mm-hmm. customer. How did the rest of the summer – because you topped first here. I mean, that, yeah. that's, 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 that had to have been a ramp up. How did, how, mm-hmm. did you, how did you utilize that and how did you carry that momentum?
1: I think pretty much after my first customer, things just kind of started clicking for me. I think that was like the, just the boost that I needed. Like I was like, okay, yeah, like I get it now. So I
0: took the lid off the hoop.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And so I had a, I'm very, I am nothing if not consistent. That was, that's, that's always been more of a problem for me, honestly, is my consistency is like a fault of mine. Cause I think after that, I pretty much (laughs) averaged like 200, like never broke like never broke 300 units, but I sold like 200 some units for the rest of the summer. And so um, I made like the minimum to get to Sizzler, like 1500 units, which um, back in, back in my first summer was still pretty good.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's like, that's like, that's like like $12,000 for the summer. In profit. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I did pretty, pretty decent considering it took me that long to figure it out. And I only had five weeks after that to, get my shit together so
0: <laughs> yeah but, i understand mm-hmm. it's funny because like con- the, being consistent and that's like that i like that that's what people should use when they ask them at a job interview what's your biggest weakness oh i'm consistent
1: I'm too consistent
0: <laughs> i'm too i'm never gonna give you a hundred percent but it's yeah. always gonna be more than 80 yep. percent. it'll be 83. always
1: always yeah, always. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> that's my biggest weakness that's good that's a good answer Okay, so, yeah. all right, so you hit Sizzler, mm-hmm. and you are like, I got to come back.
2: Yeah. <laughs> what did you,
0: before yeah. we get to why you came back and stuff, what did your parents say when you came back the first time? I mean, how did your, how did no. your mom and your dad and your family, because how was that feeling? And Because you changed. You were a different mm-hmm. woman, right? They are a different Absolutely. person. Mm-hmm. So the core that they saw leave for sales school is a different core that then came home in whatever September, whenever it was that you got home. Uh, what was that like?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I know my, my mom's probably going to listen to this cause I told her I was going on the podcast and, but my mom was honestly like, hey I I, yeah, Denise, <laughs> I think Denise. she'll disagree. And she might be a little mad at me for saying this, but I don't, my mom was like not a Southwestern supporter until very recently. Like there was a lot of there was a lot of fight back on that, and she would be mad because she'd be like, "I supported you this whole time," and she did. Well, like, she was a supporter of you. Yeah, but
0: yeah, she did there's not a difference support. between supporting you, but there but still being mm-hmm. skeptical about the company. That's, I yeah, mean, that's a, I'm not a dad, not, but I get it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So she did not agree that southwestern was the best path for me at that time, which I can totally understand. You know, from the outside looking in, how it was a risky a risky path <laughs> considering what was going on at home. But um, yeah, so my I remember my first summer. She told me um, that I remember I listened to her talk to Shayna on the phone because they didn't do a parent visit since we were it was COVID. COVID. No, yeah. so I was sitting in the living room when my mom answered the phone. She put Shayna on speaker and let me like listen to her to Shayna nice. talk about me, Denise like ask my is mom the about baddest. me.
2: <laughs> she She's is. So cool.
1: I was like, wow, okay, power move. And so I was like, my mom's gonna tell her that I can't go. Like she is. And I remember, like, specifically, I was really shocked when she was like, yeah, I believe Cora can do it. I think she will. Um, she, I can't remember exactly what she said. She said something about, like, not really liking it, but she knew that I could do it. And I was like, okay, so I'm going to go do it. Because <laughs> she didn't say I can't. So I'm, I'm going to go yeah. do it. But I remember, yeah, my mom and dad didn't come to the awards ceremony after the summer because COVID was still kind of suspect with my dad's health. And right. so. yeah. I remember my mom and I didn't really talk about Southwestern too much. Like I would bring it up and like events and stuff when I got like would come home to visit, but I never really talked to her about it. I think for probably until closer to my beginning of my second summer or after because I was like, I did, I felt like she did not support me in it completely. And I know she supported me, but she didn't support the journey yeah. I was taking. I didn't feel. And so I didn't talk to her a whole bunch about it. I talked to my sisters a lot more about it just because, you know, my sisters are, they're older than me. So they're a lot like my mom, but they're, they're a little bit more like, they'll pretend to support me even if they didn't think it's a bad idea. <laughs> and so
2: yeah. I feel
1: like I can talk to them about it, but I didn't talk about it a whole bunch with my family. Cause I think I felt like a little bit like they were, they just didn't think it was smart. So I felt self-conscious about it, but I could tell that, my mom began to be a little frustrated after my first summer because I didn't need help as much anymore because <laughs> uh, I, I became yeah. incredibly independent my first summer. And my mom and I are very similar people where we're, we're very like very confident. We're very sure of ourselves and independent. And so I think when I, you know, that was my goal. Of my first summer is to be independent. So they didn't have to worry about me, but I think my mom wished that I had needed her a little bit more <laughs> after my first yeah. summer, but um, if I had to guess, but yeah, I, I could tell that I could tell that there was a difference in me and I could tell that they could tell that I was different, you know? And I think that's, I also, you know, when I came back from my first summer, I did what I like went out to do and I was able, you know, to be there for my family, you know, and let them talk to me about the things that had gone on throughout the summer while I was gone. And, You know, be there for them emotionally for things that were going on with my dad or, you know, other things that are going on. It was like, I was kind of more of the foundation of like the emotional support (laughs) side of the family. I was the one that they came to when they needed to talk. And, you know, I gave them advice about things. That's kind of when I noticed that started, you know, was I was someone that they could confide in. And so that felt really good that I had accomplished that. That's what I kind of set out to do. And, I felt it paying off and I felt like I was, you know, doing my part, even though I had left. So it, I felt like it made up for it, but.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Wonderful. Wow. That is mm-hmm. so cool. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, for you.
2: Thanks.
0: for you. So, okay. I was going to ask a little bit about why did you decide to come back? Why did you make the, why round two? Cause I, and, and I know you said that your third was going to go probably going to be your last cause were already thinking about your second being your last, mm-hmm. but like why, why two?
1: so i decided to come out for a second i signed my contract to come out for my second on my last week on the book field i was out on the book field and i signed the paper and i decided to do it because i i really wanted to try recruiting that was something that appealed to me a lot because i've always felt in my personal life i'm i'm very religious i'm very like a person that just i just try to be led by god in all things that i do That's just kind of how I go about life. I just, you know, whatever feels like he's tugging me in that direction, that's the direction that'll go. And so I felt that tug to go out for a second summer and I felt the tug to try to recruit because I've always felt the tug to leadership. Like leadership is something that I constantly feel myself kind of being pulled into, into my life, even though a lot of times I didn't really feel like I deserved it, like, or feel Mm. qualified. So um and something that i like one of my favorite quotes i think i'm going to butcher it but it's like god doesn't call the qu- qualified he calls the um what's the word it's something like he doesn't call the qualified he calls the like i'm going to i don't know what the other word is but amy, the people who like help
0: us out with this amy will, yeah, uh, amy it? Will put it in the chat
1: <laughs> it's something it's about good. Yeah, he's, a, he's not looking for the people who are the most qualified. He's looking for the people who are most, like, ready and willing, you know, or yeah. trusting. He qualifies, qualifies the called. The- yeah, he does not call the qualified. He qualifies the called. And so that's something that I've always, you know, just, like, felt that he was qualifying me because I was called to do that. And so mm-hmm. I just decided, you know, since I've felt that way my entire life in high school, even in college, you know, I felt like I was kind of a leader among my friends and um i felt like i should give it a chance because that was a big part of southwestern and i felt that i had been pushed towards southwestern for a specific reason and so i finished school i did my fall semester Um, after i came back from my first summer i switched from music education to music business Um, because i remember i had a talk with shana in the pool at our host family's house about how I didn't want to be a teacher and I don't know why I went to college to be a teacher. (laughs) And she said, well, what do you want to do? And I said, well, I don't really know. I know I really love music and I'd love to like be a musician someday, but I don't feel like that's like a career path. And she said, well, why not? And I said, okay, that's true. And so I went back to college and switched (laughs) my major to music business and I liked it. I just, after my fall semester, I had t- done some more talking to Shana, and I just decided that school wasn't really the route for me, just kind of where my life had ended up. I didn't really have the money anymore to be paying for school, and I felt like school was kind of a waste of time. You know, like I was, when you're a person that's done music your entire life since you were five, a lot of the classes you take for music are just kind of like repeat, and so I just decided, yeah. I was like, if I want to do music, like I don't really need to go to school for it. Like it, that's something I know the circle help.
0: of fifths. Yeah.
1: (laughs) You can totally figure it out on your own. Like you just have to work hard on it, you know, as a hobby, you know, you don't need to go to school for it. You know what you're doing. If you want to do it, just do it. And so I decided just to take the spring semester to full time. So I started full time recruiting with uh, Kelsey Kilpatrick. And uh, because she yeah, she recruited at the UNK campus. And um, Shana would Hang out with us do when we were in Lincoln. We would kind of bounce back between UNL and UNK recruiting. And um, yeah, I remember it being extremely challenging. I, I loved getting to know all the students and like talking to them about Southwestern. And I had, you know, like pretty quickly on, I had someone in the loop to go out for the summer with me. One of my friends, Brandy, that was in band with me. Um, I got her all signed up to go out for the summer. She didn't end up coming out, but it was really powerful to like very quickly get someone on board and trust me, you know, to be like, yeah, I wanna go out and do that thing. I was like, oh, okay, (laughs) people trust you and people think it's cool that you did this. So that gave me, so it was like your first customer feeling, you know, when you get one of your friends to be like, yeah, that's cool, I I wanna do that. And so it took me a long time to find my real first years, though. It was really hard. I remember that time I was in debt. Actually, I had to borrow money from Southwestern to full time because uh, Mark Rao told me that I couldn't have a job in full-time.
0: <laughs> That's and, absolutely yeah, true.
1: Which is true. It was really hard to hear because I have been the type of person that I, I've had a job since I was 13. So I was like, yeah, I can. Like, you don't know me, Mark Rao. <laughs> I can I can have a job in full-time. <laughs> and then, yeah, so Mark Rao convinced me, I guess, because I, I decided I wasn't going to have a job. And I full-timed, so I had to borrow money from the summer, which meant I was going into the summer at minus $2,000, <laughs> um, and I was living below my means, recruiting, living with people, you know, to save on rent, and, um,
2: sure.
1: help, like, Kelsey and I kind of split rent for a duplex place in Kearney, so we were, like, really cutting corners to try to make it work, and I, it took me until, like, March, I believe, to get first years to, like, the, the ones that I brought up for the summer, so yeah. one of them I met floating um, in the union at UNK. And the other one was my friend that I I knew him in high school through extracurricular stuff. I'd seen him around, and then he came to UNK, and I saw him inquire, And I said, "Zach, you're gonna you're gonna sell books with me this summer." When I came back from <laughs> to, from my first summer, and he said, "No, I'm not." <laughs> and I said, "Yeah, you are." And I kind of just worked on him all year until March, and then he he signed the contract and he sold books. But Way to go Zach. Um, Yeah. And so, yeah, I got both of them signed up to go in March, trained them until May, and then we left for sales school. And, um, yeah, they had great first summers. They did better than I did my first summer. And I was incredibly proud of them. And I only had two first years, but we were a top 20 team in the whole company. Which is crazy.
0: Look at <laughs> that.
1: First time recruiting, I found well, some that's real pretty winners. Badass. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that was really cool.
0: Mm-hmm. And that set that's, you up for your current job.
1: Yeah, it really did. I yeah, I didn't think it I didn't think it would. Like I I thought it was hard. Like recruiting was hard, but I honestly felt that was the least transferable skill for a while until after I'd like gotten out of Southwestern. I realized that yeah, recruiting people is like so much more useful in daily life than selling is because yeah, yeah, getting people to
0: trust. It's a different kind of selling. It's a kind of selling that's a little more personal. Yeah. It's not a product yourself in a lot of ways because even self is not a tangible product until you get out there as we've already mentioned, right? Mm -hmm. You don't really know until you're out there.
2: Yeah. So
0: you have to sell yourself to people so they can trust you that what Mm -hmm. you're saying is going to be worth following. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. Yes, that's that awesome.
1: Was, that's my claim to fame in South.
0: So so now we go back. So we've been full circle here because then you went to your third summer. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to ask you one more thing. And then I think pretty, I mean, we could go into some, into some ponytails, but sure. um, did you feel, and I, I think I know the answer to this, but I'm mm-hmm. asking genuinely from the standpoint of when I left was 2016. And so that was still six years ago. A lot of, excuse me, a lot of people have changed. Left leadership has changed a ton. Since mm-hmm. even the last couple of years, um, from but from my understanding, my brother's Oregon. My brother's leadership style has been on lately, anyway. Um, that leaving feels okay and natural. Because and I, 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 did you have that experience when you were when you were saying, "Hey, I, I'm I'm done here. I'm moving on." How mm-hmm. did how how that experience go for you? And, yeah. And, and just it just so you know, for context, for people listening, it, it has not always been that way. At mm-hmm. least. I mean, there's as recent as like when I was there, it was pretty, um, some people were really, really talked to into staying and yeah. they probably shouldn't have, mm-hmm. but I've he- heard that's changed. So I want to hear from your perspective.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think, I think there's still probably some people who kind of slip under the, the category it's, and I feel like it's, you know, it's hard to know maybe, you know, who should come out again for another summer and who shouldn't.
2: Yeah. It's definitely fair. hard to
1: know. So I, I definitely Don't, like, blame anyone, you know, that was convinced. Like, I don't blame anyone for convincing me to come out for a third summer. Because, to be honest with you, my second and my third summer were, like, I did not produce very well personally at all. But I think, I don't think that was my reason. Like, I don't think that was the reason why I was meant to come out for my second and third summer. I was meant to be out there to help other people. Like, my second summer, I the only reason I was there, like, looking back is to... Madeline and Zach. Like it was not for same. me. <laughs> it was for them.
0: Same. My, my, summer, my third and fourth were especially that way. But yeah I, yeah, I understand.
1: And same with this summer. Like I was in Laney Raymakers org. We were the number one org in the company.
0: Ladies and the shit.
1: Yeah, Laney Make It Raymakers.
0: <laughs>
1: and uh, Lady Make It Raymakers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we we had a top org this summer. That's we were awesome. the number one org. And I don't think I was out there. For myself at all. I know that I did not do what I, you know, would, had wished and hoped for, but I acknowledged that my leadership was needed in the group, you know, they needed, you know, without me, things would have been different. And so yeah. I'm glad that I had an impact on the first years this summer. Um, so I think I'm, yeah, I don't know. I think I was definitely nudged to come out for my third summer, but I don't think it was like, No, I didn't feel like I was forced to because I I really almost didn't (laughs) come out for a third summer. I cut it pretty close.
0: (laughs) Hey guys, hope you're enjoying the episode so far. I know I am. I wanted to give a quick shout out to the people that make this show possible, the people that bring this show to you. Uh, These are people all books, and we're here to give a quick shout out to them in the spotlight uh, about their company and what they're up to. So, if you're interested, or if after listening to this you're kind of wanting to know a little bit more, feel free to click on the links below to connect with these people. Uh, these are from an expert excerpt I have with them from a podcast that I do on the side. It's called Executive Exercises, where we take all our sponsors, and they come into a think tank and share some awesome ideas about how to grow their business specifically on different topics go check that out but i pulled some of the comments that they had explaining what they do and who they're looking for on their companies and so if that sounds like you like i said click below hope you enjoy on on a note from a i'm, I'm trying to think like if i was if i was looking into this and, and for people who listening who might be like hey this actually i want to learn more about this what's the barrier to entry like maybe i'm sitting here and i'm like man i would that sounds cool but i don't know shit about insurance like I, why would i wanted to go talk to people yeah the, the barriers to
3: entry i think are really pretty low uh everybody would probably have a different opinion but in terms to just be able to get out the door and go sell you've got to look you've got to get a license i have my life and health license because you needed the health license at family heritage or if you want to sell medicare products or certain types of health products sure. you have to have the health side but what it takes to get either one or both of those licenses, roughly the same. You take a study course, you may need to study for 15 hours. You may need to study as many as 30 hours, but like with Cardinal, we've got a, a, a pretty cool course from studying to getting your license can, can be as quick as like seven to 10 days if you really 15 to 20, if you're moving at a medium pace. And beyond that, if it takes you longer than that, you're just not really all that motivated <laughs> to start because it's yeah. not a difficult process.
0: Yo, let's get off schedule one last time. Go watch a movie, or maybe you should figure out how to work at Enlight Energy. Alex Black is crushing it down there, and a former DSM, Julio Hernandez, are both running this company. And man, they are cranking 10 people on their team and growing. It's enough that uh, Alex only has to sell like one thing every other week and make over six figures. So if you want to learn more about that and maybe help change the planet, click on the link below. That'll do for now. Like I said, make sure you click below to get some more information and now back to the show. And like and like you said, like you, you said it very well is mm-hmm. it's hard to know who should or shouldn't come back. So yeah, I don't ever blame anybody for trying to keep you in there.
2: No.
0: I mean there's very, very few instances where you're like they're clear is mm-hmm. how rare they are, where it's like that yeah. person's for sure should not come out
1: should not yeah but most <laughs> of the people it's like it's honestly
0: hard to know it's honest because there's so many stories so many and we've heard them on the show so many stories of people who first second third summer not so hot or they were okay yep. or they never grew or they de- decrease and then also the fourth fifth sixth summer they come out and boom they bust yeah. open and it's like a whole so it's hard to know who's to say
2: yeah
0: um I, I guess I was I I was curious also after your third summer when you were mm-hmm. like for sure this is it how did that experience go for you as far as like I, I know from Danny, he's mm-hmm. pretty good at being like, okay, if that's what you feel like you need to do,
2: yeah. go ahead
0: and go. Um, mm-hmm. That's rare, so I just wanted to hear what that's like because I never really, my personally, I never really experienced that.
1: <laughs> yeah, so this summer, I actually, I never talked to Danny and Asia like telling them officially that I wasn't coming back. I think it was just kind of unspoken since I oh, had they knew <laughs> because yeah, they knew, but because also I checked out late, so they weren't at in Nashville. When I checked out, so I actually met with Ryan Groom. Um, and that, yeah, the conversation with Ryan Groom is pretty much what I expected it to be, considering, you know, we I've gotten to know Ryan Groom pretty well. But I think I had the same conversation with Ryan Groom last summer where I was like, I'm not coming out for a third. Like, this is it. This is all I needed. <laughs> and so he was prepared for when I came in this year to be like, so, Cora, how was your last summer? <laughs> I was like, it was really good. I'm glad I did it. And it was really tough. Gosh. but like this is a good place to, to close it out. And, you know, we talked through all the normal things we do, you know, how much money I made, you know, versus, you know, how much money you get, you know, talk and right. talk about the things you felt good about. And, um, do you regret what you did? And I said, Nope. And he said, good. It was nice working with you. And I said, thanks. You too. <laughs> and that's yeah, groom is so
0: process. cool. I love Groom. Groom Uh, groom is, uh, I'm excited for him to not be working with Southwestern so we can have him on the show.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Heck, we might even make an exception for Groom. There you go.
1: Yeah. You make
0: exceptions every once in a while. Danny was one, he was on the show, but he's my brother, so whatever.
1: Yeah, family. Um, Yeah, to bring Groom in.
0: But Groom is, I mean, he's just fun to talk to. Mm -hmm. He's a very interesting guy, very knowledgeable guy, very wise for his age. honest um very honest tell you how it is but in a kind way he's such a good dude Mm -hmm. um i can see president the company vibes in the future for yeah yeah
1: i've always thought that i really have
0: great (laughs) yeah groom is groom is a stud actually both grooms amy as well yes
1: i like amy too i haven't gotten
0: to know her as much but yeah amy amy and i identify a lot and uh um um honesty blunt honesty or like just tell it how it is yeah category like um i remember a long time ago i had re- i wrote like on my blog this is when i still kept up with my blog but i wrote a piece out because i was so i was full timing, and i usually only wrote on my blog when i was emotional mm-hmm. i was pissed off because um some parents in my face while doing a parent visit with this kid that i thought was really sharp and could do well i yeah. watched them like break them down and tell them in less words you can't do this not because you're not allowed but because you're going to fail like we don't believe that you can do and to watch a kid get told that from their parents is brutal so i went and wrote it and it was like you could hear the sassiness a bit in it but Mm -hmm. amy was like i love it
2: (laughs) this is great
0: her Mm -hmm. and uh, a couple other people who are no longer the company but I, so I always appreciate that about her. And so she's such a, they're both so honest and true that way. So
2: mm-hmm. just
0: love letter to the grooms real yeah. quick. Yeah. You guys are great. <laughs> um, cool stuff. So I'm glad that transition was smooth for you. That's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's uh you want to head into some ponytail stuff. Tell us uh sure. tell us uh, tell us a story. So for people who listening who don't know, that's why the name of the podcast is Ponytails. We are the ponies, because obviously we went and sold books, but also yeah. it's a double entendre on the people who we consider to be like big buyers on the book field. We call them ponies, mm-hmm. people who just were out there to buy. Um, so we ask our guests to have their best story or their favorite story, whether that be a customer or something they learned or an important part of their st- uh, cycle of, of growing up in, in the program um, to share the stories. It could be funny. It could be crazy. It could be tragic. We've had the variety. So um, just, so you know, this is a good time to buckle up. Uh, it's going to be it's always it's always a fun one. So uh, <laughs> Cora, the mic is yours. Let us know about some of your ponytails.
1: Yeah. So, honestly, to be completely honest with you, whenever I listen to these things, like, everyone's ponytails are really, like, crazy or, like, yeah, they're always just really crazy. And to be honest with you, my three summers were probably the most chill summers that I've, like, when I listen to other people's experience, I'm, like, what was happening to you guys? Like, (laughs) everyone liked me. Everyone was nice. Like, no one really ever yelled at me. Like, never got arrested. No. Like, it was pretty – I had such a chill – southwestern career like i don't i feel like it's just my vibe i've always been someone that just seeks to get along with the, with other people and so i think that that rubs off on the families that i meet but i think probably the only the only thing that i ever like look back on in my southwestern career really and i just like think about just like what the hell was i doing was i remember my first summer like I, I drove a 2009 Chevy Malibu. I still do. It made it through all three summers, even though I T-boned someone. <laughs> it's still kicking. She's, she's, a, she's a boat. She's a monster. But um, I remember I was driving this car through Ohio and we sold right along the river. And I remember this, this whole day, this one day, I got to where I was marked on my map And I just, I get to the beginning of the gravel road that I'm working for the day. It's huge, so long, like I would all the time in my turf, I would just pick a gravel road and I'd follow it and that'd be my day. Like there's just tons of houses out in the middle of nowhere on this, on these roads. And so I was like, this is the gravel road. This is the road today. And, um, it was right along the river. So I was like, Oh, it's going to be beautiful. I'm like self-talking all the way there. I'm like, this is going to be the best day. It's going to be beautiful out there. The river's gorgeous. Like in the morning, it's always got like this fog over it. So it's just really pretty. Like when uh, the fog starts awesome. clearing and the sun's coming out. And I was like, this is going to be great. And I get there. And I realize that I crossed the bridge and now the bridge is on the other side. And I get to the gravel road. And I notice that the river flows through everybody's driveway. Like everyone on this road, like everyone, has to get through the river to get to their house, and I'm like looking up these driveways and they all drive like jeeps and trucks and like these giant cars because they have to drive through the river. So it's like
0: a it's like bigger than a creek. I'm I'm thinking it's a river. River, but
1: it's, it's like pretty much the Ohio River. Like, I don't know if it was on. like the Ohio River, but it was like at least like a branch of it or something. Like what the country? river. <laughs> I'm
2: going look this up.
1: Pom- I was in where was I at? Somewhere around um I wasn't in Pomeroy. I was in Marietta, Ohio, like around rural Marietta, Ohio. Um fun fact, they make all the street signs for Nebraska in Marietta, Ohio. That's <laughs> so our dad no told me that. No way. Recently. Yeah. He was like, they make all the street signs. <laughs> I was like, no way. But huh. um, so, yeah, this one day <laughs> I like pull up on the gravel road and I just like every single driveway I see the river is running through it. And so I was like, well, let's try it. So I like pull my car down and I get oh. to the river and it's like already like the river is like halfway up my wheel. And I was like, this is the beginning of the river. Like <laughs> I can't drive my car through this. Like there's no way. So I was like, okay, that's fine. No big deal. (laughs) Pull my car out, park it like in the ditch. And I spend the whole day running through the river up driveways (laughs) to these people's houses. I ran up the driveway through the river. River's like anywhere from like knee to hip deep. And I'm just like backpacks on carrying my tablet running, like wading through the river all fucking day. And I'm soaked just like, Dripping, sweaty, like <laughs> fucking gross, and the river's wow. not clean. Like it's gross. It's muddy and nasty.
0: We <laughs> were in so, at least chacos. Were
1: yeah, wearing- chacos every okay. day. <laughs>
2: Thank Thank every goodness.
1: day. <laughs> but oh my god, there was I smelled like shit that night. And I remember oh. I came home, and I have a picture somewhere, but I had like braided my hair, and my braids had like fallen out and my hair had been like wet and redried and stuff like over and over again from being splashed and i had like mud up my back and just yeah so <laughs> something I don't think it was the Ohio River but maybe this stretch or something is, probably is that like a stretch.
0: tributary here on the right
1: maybe I don't know I don't remember probably I would this have to right look. here probably yep wow. I think so <laughs> so I was running through that all day long because my car could not make it up Somewhere if you wow. follow that thing, there's just houses and they there's driveways there and it they is. go right through it.
0: Yeah, and you're there's like yeah, that
1: it's
2: is ha- a trip. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I,
1: I just remember that day and I was I was so tired and I felt disgusting, but it was probably one of the most fun days of my life. Like once I got over the fact that I like it was a shitty situation, I was just like laughing my ass off at how I was showing up to all these doors, just like my toes covered in mud and I was like soaking mud up my back and I was like, Hey, do you have a quick place to sit (laughs) inside? And they're like, no, absolutely not. (laughs) And yeah, I remember a couple of moms like gave me different pairs of pants and stuff throughout the day and (laughs) they were nice about (laughs) it, but (laughs) it was a tough day.
0: (laughs) Yeah. This is crazy. (laughs) That is so I've never heard of anything like that
1: yeah it was nasty but just it get was a
0: boat. Funny. <laughs> yeah hey, just drive the, the, the boat house?
1: down the river <laughs> but it was yeah and the wow. bugs were bad in that area too it's just getting eaten by skeeters all day but
0: tell about yeah. on no excuses
1: yeah <laughs> i yeah <laughs> i just yeah i look back at the day and i was like wow i really can't believe i really that's can't.
0: you <laughs> getting qualified as the cult it's what that yeah, is called yeah.
1: <laughs> he called. He he qualified the call.
0: Yeah. He qualified you. That's you got baptized every time across that dang river.
1: Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Holy water.
0: <laughs> Holy water. Yeah. Holy river.
1: Yes, it was. i
0: the mom of the house? I'm soaked. I'm, <laughs> you know, at least you didn't get too hot. I mean, it probably. Cooled yeah, down. it did keep me.
1: It kept me pretty cool because it was like a cooler. Yeah, like running water is pretty cool typically, but it was muddy. Very muddy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, that shower after must have been glorious.
1: Yeah. It was. It business. was. Kind of like my first customer.
0: Yeah. Yes.
1: <laughs> I could tell you about my car accident too, my first summer. That one was a little wild.
0: Yeah. Was, that I would be, You say it wasn't crazy. Nothing crazy okay. happened. You got in a car yeah. and you T-boned someone. <laughs> it doesn't feel that. like that.
1: Crazy situation because i really did not handle it properly whatsoever my mom i I don't know if i told her the truth about this one either so she listens to this (laughs) she's gonna kill me but yeah (laughs) so my first summer it was like literally my last day of selling like the next week I was starting deliveries. No, I was done delivering. The next day was like my last day deliveries to catch the people I'd missed. And I was only get, like, I was going to deliver three families. And then the plan was after that, I was just going to go home and hang out with my host family. They were going to take me out for lunch and i was just going to thank them because i had to leave early so i did that all by myself with them brian and sherry robinson of pomeroy ohio the best people in the world <laughs> but host yes, fam. The, especially
0: that first summer host family is...
1: goat, goat host family i miss them so much but um yeah so i end of the day just finished counting all my books at the storage unit i transferred them all over to like linda i think that was one of my roommates my first summer and like, I was pretty much all done. Just had the books that I had to deliver the next day. Started driving home at like two or three in the morning. And I was tired. I was so tired. And so I stopped at a gas station um, and got like an energy drink. Because I was like, honestly, it doesn't matter if I sleep. <laughs> like, I it's my last day tomorrow. So I can catch up tomorrow. But I got an energy drink because I just needed to make it home. And started driving home. I was really tired. But I I, I wasn't really worried about falling asleep driving, and because um, I like shotgun this energy drink, so I started feeling more awake. And I got behind this car, <laughs> and they were going like they were going the speed limit for a while, but I was going faster because I was trying to get home. <laughs> it was like 3 a.m., so I was going fast. But I was like, just follow them, Cora. Like if you come up on a cop and get pulled over, you're just gonna be pissed. So I was just following them, and then I finally get to an area where it's I can pass them, a passing zone. So I blinker and I start passing them. And they do not blinker and they turn (laughs) right in front of me. And I T-bone them going like 75, 80 miles per hour and just obliterate their car. Like their car, their doors smash, like their windshield shatters, driver's window shatters, like bad. (laughs) And I just like, I don't, I have no idea how it was not bad, like how none of us got hurt at all. I have no idea The God was literally watching for me it was it was the most terrifying experience of my life but it yeah it was crazy but i hit them and i just sit in my car for a minute and if anyone's wondering if you get in a car accident your music does keep playing so it's really anticlimactic i just listened to like megan the stallion <laughs> hit this family <laughs>
2: Going and i finally like
1: <laughs> realized what happened and i get out of my car and i run over to them because i'm fine so i'm like shit like I hurt them. So I get over to their car. They're okay. They're like, oh my God, are you okay? It's these two guys. And I was like, man, this is this is bad. Their car's totaled. And so I was talking to them and I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And they're like, no, it's our fault. And I was like, I feel really bad though. Your car looks bad. Like, how can I help? And they're like, um, can you just like give us a ride home? I was like, well, sure. Where are you? Where do you live? They're like, literally down the road. And terrible idea. Women on the book field do not do this. <laughs>
0: Yes. I let also, two you didn't call the st- cops. No,
1: I let two strange men into my car, drove them home, and I felt so bad for destroying their car. I opened up my like my money bag that I've been carrying around, handed them three hundred dollars, no. and said sorry and left. I went home.
2: <laughs> and you it never was called there. the
1: cops. I never called the cops. I was trying to go to home. I needed to go to bed. <laughs> Shana wow. had called me like eight times. I just did not answer. I got home, and she was like. Where have you been? And I was like, I don't want to talk about it.
0: <laughs> I went to bed. What happened to their car?
1: <laughs> I have no clue. I never saw him again. <laughs>
0: what happened to your car?
1: My car's fine. I li- literally same car. It's fine. Like almost no but, damage. Like the
0: nose and anything. Almost How no did you damage. Not get damage. I have
1: no idea. <laughs> I think I had to replace a like a uh, my headlight. There was like a tiny crack in it. And something fell out of my car, but when I got home, my dad just threw it away. So I was like, "Okay, <laughs> I don't know. No wow. damage to my car. Um, these, to these,
0: them, could, these could be hypothetical stories in case your insurance company is listening or something yeah, like that." Yeah, yeah, this was, is hypothetical. They, they, yeah, of course, that's what you would have done.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> these, this is
0: these, this is a podcast for entertainment, so nothing that we have yeah. said here can be traced this is back. It's all made good. up
1: story. Yeah, yeah.
0: Who knows? Who's to say?
1: I don't. E- I don't even. Well, and the, you. Know, I forgot this detail too. One of the guys in the car gave me his phone number.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, he he like he was cute. hitting. Like, oh my gosh! She's like, his oh, phone she, number She, she, she corrugated. <laughs>
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> she thick she thick corrugated. Yeah. You, I, did you have you talked have you called him? Have you texted him? No,
1: no. He tried to text me like the next day and I was like, sorry, I'm still working for the summer. <laughs> Which I was You never
0: like, like even after like you should just text no. him like, like yo, sup. You no need a manufacturing job.
1: <laughs> I should, yeah, see if he's still living in Ohio.
0: <laughs> you probably need some manufacturing no. job in Ohio.
1: Probably since I totaled his car, yeah. <laughs>
0: Maybe he'll take you out. Maybe he'll be maybe. Right. That
1: could be a no, solid yeah. option.
0: I mean, my mom will be happy to hear that. Yeah, that you're dating the guy that you crash into. Yeah, my mom will be happy to hear that.
1: That's her biggest concern.
0: <laughs> you're like mom. It'll come. It'll mm. come at the right time. That's right. No. Hey, you. You just do you. You were he broke yourself. He'll he'll show up.
1: Yeah, I'm a career woman, and honestly
0: and honestly dudes suck so you know they do it, yeah uh, either it, maybe you know maybe you're better off
1: i am yeah <laughs> I, i'm
0: place. just speaking from experience okay, I'm, I'm i'm men men we we suck yeah. um on, on that note hey we've we've arrived thank you so yeah. much this is so <laughs> this has been great it has
1: been my i was goodness. very nervous so i'm glad it, it really ended up fine yeah <laughs> i don't really like to talk about myself so <laughs> when i have to, no. like that's the whole point of this and i was like god i <laughs> i don't know i'm gonna have two hours of content
0: <laughs> hey you leave that to me that's yeah, that's how i you're that's, good. <laughs> yeah. good. we never intend for it to go long but it's just a good fun conversation and it ends yeah. up here
1: mm-hmm.
0: i learned new definitions yep i uh found out about houses with rivers as their mm-hmm. driveways it's been great it's been yeah. solid i've learned yeah. we've all grown we've all grown.
1: We, yeah i think so <laughs>
0: oh man well thank you so much for coming in um, i hope you had a blast uh we're gonna wrap this one up here guys thank you so much for listening hey we're having a countdown to 200 so hopefully you guys uh, uh can join and support us we're gonna we're trying to find a special episode to do for that time because we feel like it's gonna be a really cool uh experience so on that note we'll get out of here Eight eight you know one ninety-two down, eight to go. So i um, see you guys later. Thanks for listening. Bye.